you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Let's do this. Let's put it together for all those who serve. Come on, put your hands together for them. And most of all, let's put it up. Let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for him, none of us would be here. Amen. Well, good morning. Happy day. Memorial Day weekend. I hope it's going to be a great one for you. Over the last few weeks, we've been, actually the last seven weeks, we've been taking a journey about the orphan hearts. We've been talking about hard knocks. Has anybody really enjoyed the service to bring out? It's got things going, may give you revelation, but we're going to conclude today. Uh, today, we're going to conclude this week seven. My question to you that I want you to ask yourself today is, who do, who do you say he is? That's what I want you to ask yourself today. Who do you say he is? In John chapter 14, starting with verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Everybody say truth. Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come. Father, we thank you for your words, and Father, I pray that it begins life to us right now. Lord, that we, do, we don't leave here like we came in here. Father, I pray that, that you would just begin working in our hearts and make it, making us know that we are not orphans, but you love us, and we're, you're here for us, and you're our good father. And Father, I pray right now, prepare our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. We've all experienced some difficult times one way or another. You have experienced, if you're on this earth, you've experienced something difficult, whether it be uh, rejection, whether it be abandonment, whether it be insecurities, whether it's not fitting, fitting, feel like you're fitting in or that you haven't got the affirmation you're not. We've all struggled and we've all faced this orphan heart experience. Maybe you face some situations that you wonder if you really measure up. Maybe, maybe you have a character flaw and you, you try your best to hide it from everybody so no one sees and you, you try to keep it a secret. Maybe, maybe you deal with lust. Maybe you deal with anger. Maybe you, you deal with addiction. Even if it's in your past, sometimes even if it's in our past, we come up and we think one day that fear creeps in that one day that it's going to come back and it's going to take a vengeance when it comes back. Maybe it's your role as a parent. Maybe you look good here on Sunday morning parenting and when you get home, you're ready to drive over them with a car. (laughs) Don't judge me. I know it's a little extreme, but you know how it feels. That door locks sometimes. You're like, oh, okay. I'm sorry you're outside in the rain. But anyway... It's just a whole nother story. You feel inadequate. As they get older, you get worried about what are they going to do? Did you set them up for success? How you, you have that fear that comes inside of you and grips you inside. Maybe you feel like you're called to be a leader. Maybe you're called to make it be a decision maker. Maybe you're called to be a risk, risk taker. 
But then you, you stop and think about your track record and you go, well, man, I, it's far from spotless. I've made some mistakes. And the thought of putting yourself out there again petrifies you. Many people live their entire lives fighting these contradictions because it's an orphan heart. They deal with constant voices inside of their head and, and, it, and, and it, asks that you're not, it tells you you're not qualified. It tells you that you're not good enough. It tells you that you'll never measure up. It constantly plays that over and over inside of your, your mind. Maybe you have the, the internal hard knocks that we've talked about. You have internal hard knocks that you're, you're overwhelmed with anxiety or maybe you're overwhelmed with depression or you're, over, you're just overwhelmed inside of your life. Maybe you've experienced the absence of a father or a mother. Maybe you feel the abandonment of one of them. Or maybe you're, you feel friends and family you, that said they would be there during the tough time. They're no longer there for you. You can't find them. Maybe it's a death of a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa or an aunt or uncle or someone close to you and you feel that loss inside of you. All of those feelings come from an overwhelming Abandonment feeling as an orphan feels. And it places those things inside of your heart like, can it ever be different? But I got good news for you today. Jesus said, John 14, 15, if you love me and keep my commands, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. You know him. Because, for he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. This is a promise by Jesus from the Father in heaven. Do you realize the Father in heaven had a plan for you way beforehand? He, he made a plan and said, you know what? I'm gonna send my son, but I gotta take him back, but I'm not gonna leave them down there by themselves. I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to be with them in the spirit of truth to help them through these struggles and through these times. That you no longer have to have an orphan heart, but you got a father with you because the Holy Spirit's with you and will guide you and lead you because he lives inside of you. So today I want to ask you that question and ask yourself, and I want to challenge you to answer the question today, who is your father? Who do you say he is? Inside of your heart, who do you say he is? If you notice the beginning of the scripture, he said, if you love me, keep my commands. So too many times we're, we have adopted the way of the world as the will of God. We need, to, we, we need to want the will of God instead of our own way with God. We're looking more to have our way than have his will in our lives. But he will never leave us. He will never leave us. He will deliver you from having an orphan heart if you will accept the spirit of truth that he sent with you to be with you. He sent that spirit of truth to help you to be with you. But we've got to identify who the Father is to us. Who is he to you? What, is, what does he mean to you? 
We see in scripture, Jesus asking Matthew chapter 16, there's a story and he asked that question, who do you say I am? And Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon. He didn't say the rest of the disciples, no to say that. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, the disciples were giving a good Sunday morning uh, answer. That's what they were doing. They were giving that good Sunday morning. Oh, oh, praise Jesus. Oh, we're in, we're in church. Praise Jesus. Oh, everybody's lifting their hands. The Sunday morning, that's Sunday morning answer, right? But Peter stepped into it and he said, oh, no. No, no. You are the Messiah. Who do you say he is? You can't live on the experience of others. You can't live on the revelation of others. You can't live on the revelation of who he is from the praise and worship team. You can't live on the revelation of who he is from the person speaking or teaching in your life. You have to have a revelation of a relationship of Jesus Christ in your own life. Who do you say he is? See, Matthew 16, 15 says, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? See, many times we continue to, with, to have a repetitive orphan heart because we have not identified who he is. Who do you say he is? In the remainder of the time we've got together, we're going to look at three ways to conquer an orphan heart. We're going to look at three ways that you can conquer an orphan heart, and you don't ever have to go back to it again. And we're going to look at that through the eyes of Peter. Number one, a revelation of who he is. Peter had a revelation of who he is. You have to have a revelation of who he is in your life. Not who he is in somebody else's life, who he is in your life. He, here we got Simon Peter. He's a fisherman. Listen, I promise you, Simon Peter didn't get any trophies or awards or most popular at school. He didn't get nothing, not even a certificate. That man was a bad man. He was angry. He was mean. He cut off a man's ear. He, was, he wasn't, no, we ain't giving him nothing. He's in the bad class going over there. But he's the person who had the revelation. He's the one who speaks up, speaks up and says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Getting that question right is both the foundation of your salvation and the starting point of your journey with Christ. You are saved when he comes in, you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you're saved when you believe in him. But it's the only beginning place. There's so much more. We must have a revelation of who he is to us personally. You may say he is the Messiah, but my question to you, is he the Lord? of your life. The difference is John 5, 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Does he have full control of your life? If you're not attempting to keep, if you're attempting to keep parts of your life, you're not in full surrender. But the problem many times is we are more full of ourselves than we are the father. 
We continue to keep the what if card. Many of us have that what if card in our back pocket. What if this doesn't work out? I'll go back to my oldest. What if he doesn't give me what I need? I'm going to go back. What if I get disappointed? Maybe I'm the only one. We keep that what if card. But anything that we're holding on to keeps us out of full surrender. You're going to keep struggling with the orphan heart. Why is it that we love sin and like Jesus? We say we love Jesus, but we continue to remain in sin and embrace sin. If we love something, aren't we fully devoted to that something? I love my wife and I love my children, therefore I'm fully devoted to them. Anything else less than that, I'm not in love with them, I like them. Many times we abuse his grace to have our way. We claim Jesus on Sunday and misuse his grace Monday through Saturday. Mark 12 and 30 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. He said all, not portions of it, not a little bit of it. He said all. The second thing is this. The first thing is you need to know who he is. The second thing that we can see here to conquer an orphan heart is your true identity. Peter figured out and he experienced true identity when he did this. He said, I tell you that Jesus said, he, Jesus said to him, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. From then on, Simon was known as the rock that was Petros or Peter means in, means in Greek. When Simon correctly identified who Jesus was, Jesus identified who Simon was. Some of us are needing to identify who he is so he will identify who we are. What changed in that moment wasn't who Peter was, but rather his view of who he was in Christ. Many of us need to figure out who we are in Christ. Jesus said on this rock and suddenly Peter could see the man he was really supposed to be. If you will grasp a hold of God and you can figure out, he will help you figure out your true identity of who you're supposed to be. You will be the powerful man or woman of God that he's called you to be because you're walking in your true identity. At that moment, the revelation of no longer being an orphan, but the relationship of a loving savior transformed Peter's life. When we find our true identity in Christ, the world's opinion will no longer matter to you. If the world's opinion and people's, people's opinion matter of you right now, you're still hanging on to the world. I'm not saying it's not going to hurt. I'm not going to say when people are mean, it ain't going to sting. I'm not going to say you ain't going to get disappointed because you are. It's part of life. It's the roller coaster of life. If we read our word, we will see all through there. Struggles will come. Turmoils will come. But take rest that your Savior, Jesus Christ, is sitting on the right hand of the Father and interceding for you. And you're a king's kid. We got to take the stand that Paul took in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, 
in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul had a revelation of what his identity was. It wasn't in his own self that wanted to go throw out in the yard, right? Somebody talk bad about you. You go on scrapping, right? Don't raise your hand. Don't point. That's rude. You're looking at him. I know them, right? We set off that old man. It doesn't matter what the hardships are. It doesn't matter what the persecutions are. It didn't matter because he knew that Christ was strong in him. When we fully understand that with our true identity, there is no stopping us in Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. you got to fall in love with him and nothing else matters. He said, if you can get that revelation, you find your true identity. What did he tell Peter? He said to Peter, he will use him to build his church. I'm going to say to you today, if you get that true identity, he will use you to build his church. I'm not talking about just compassion. I'm talking about God's kingdom. Through doing that, you're going to build compassion because you're going to love, you're going to bring, but also... It's building his kingdom that nobody, no one, no one, because you will be walking your true identity and people will notice something different about you and ask what it is. And you'll just say, it's my revelation of who he is. That's who he is in me. The third way to conquer the orphan heart is this, ownership. Ownership. Peter was given ownership. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You got to realize none of this was because Peter just figured it out. It wasn't because he had, oh, aha moment. It wasn't that. It was revealed to him by the father because he was in love with the father. Then he understood his identity and now he took ownership of what was given to him. The father reveals secrets to their sons and to their daughters. Ephesians 1 and 4 says this, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. You and I are adopted. We're no longer orphans. You can conquer that feeling of an orphan spirit by falling in love with him. Who do you say he is? You can find that once you have a revelation of the love of who he is in your life, you will walk in your identity. When you walk in your identity, he will give you ownership, and you can say that mountains be moved. You can say situations be taken care of. See, in Matthew 6 and 7, he guarantees us, Jesus tells us, man, the Father will take care of you. If he loves the fields and the lilies, and if he loves the flowers and the birds, how much more does he love you? You're not an orphan. You've got to break that mentality and that heart cycle right now. Yes, there's been disappointments in your life, but you are made a new creation through Christ Jesus. The word tells us old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. 
Romans 8 and 14 says this, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. There's that spirit of truth again. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are, the, now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. As a believer in Jesus Christ, we are adopted into the family. We are called to be set apart and not be like the world. We should be different. And how that difference comes is when we have a revelation of who he is. He tells us our true identity and we take ownership of what he has given us by being his sons and his daughters. If you'll stand with me. With every head bowed and every eyes closed for just a minute. Maybe today you haven't surrendered fully. You, you still are carrying the what if card because you, you have felt like you're an orphan your entire life. I'm here to tell you today, he's a good father and he loves you. You're not an orphan. If you're in Christ Jesus, you are adopted. You're his child. If today you man, you can say, I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with the what if card. I'm struggling understanding that I'm adopted. I'm struggling still being a having the heart of an orphan. If that's you today, I want you to lift your hand because I want to pray for you. Hands going up all over the place. Father, I pray for every hand that's gone up. I pray over them, Lord, right now that you would break that orphan heart off of them right now, that you would, you right this moment, your love would consume them right now because you are a good, good father. They would feel your love, your presence of the Holy Spirit because you said he, you would not send him away. You, he's going to be with us. You would not leave us. You wouldn't go away without sending him. And I'm praying that you you would send a comforter on them right now, that their heart would feel your love, their mind would feel a change, and you would show them their true identity of who you are, and they would start working, walking in the ownership that you have in their life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just one more question. Maybe today you've never experienced being adopted by Jesus Christ. Maybe today you don't know if I was to die today, if I would go to heaven. I don't know where I would spend eternity. It is so simple. He died on a cross for you. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of his grace. Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was resurrected on the third day and confess with your mouth that you need to be saved. If today you need salvation, you don't want to leave here like you came. If today you say, I want to, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want you to lift your hand. Is there anybody in this house? I see one. Is there anybody else in this house? Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Put your hands together. We've had one. You are not alone. You are not alone. We have all been there. And so we're going to, as a family, inviting this, these people into the kingdom of God, we're going to pray with them. Everybody say, Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. Come into my heart. I receive you for my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.